Welcome to the Wise of Texas podcast. Wise of Texas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website, wiseuptx.org, and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. I want to remind you guys, October 13th, early voting starts. This is just days away at this point. Go ahead and study your ballot, figure out how you're going to vote all the way down the ballot, and just get there early. Get it done um, so you don't have to worry about it anymore. I am really excited to have a special guest today. We have with us MJ Hager running for U.S. Senate. This is a statewide race, so it will be on your ballot, Texans. Um, She's running against John Cornyn, a longtime incumbent in this role. If you've seen some of MJ Hager's materials and ads, you know that she is a combat veteran, a working mom, and her message has been that she won't back down from a fight. MJ, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hi, Poonam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Great. I, I want to start off with just, you know, giving you a chance to tell our listeners what is your story? How did you arrive here in this moment running for U.S. Senate? Um, a pretty epic moment, I, I might add. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I grew up in rural Texas. Um, I joined the military. I did three tours in Afghanistan. Um, and I spent five years working in the healthcare industry after that, uh, two in tech. And I have my undergrad and my executive MBA from UT Austin. And, um, you know, I'm running for Senate because I took an oath when I put on the uniform to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I see grave threats to our Constitution from the actions of this administration. And um, so really, I don't feel released from that oath because I took off the uniform. I am uh, I'm running as a fulfillment of that oath. But but personally, I'm running because I have a six and a three-year-old. Um, I, I got to get used to saying that. My six-year-old just turned six two days ago. So I keep, I keep saying three and five. Three and six <laughs> years old. You can't call him a toddler anymore. Um, and, you know, I, I'm cognizant of the world that they're growing up into in the country and the state that they're inheriting. And I just think that we can do better. Well, that's a good segue to my next question about doing better. What are the main points on your platform that you think um, you would make life better for Texans if, if you were in, sen- in the Senate? So I mentioned I spent five years working in healthcare, and in my time there, I found how broken this model, this employer-provided model is without a public option offered uh, to, to buy into Medicare. Um, I was working in healthcare during the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, and I got to see how it got sabotaged, and I got to see its impact on providers and patients. Um, and I was also being laid off from my healthcare job um, when I had my first pre-existing condition of Jude, my child, my, my six-year-old growing in my belly. Um, and so, you know, I know how important it is that we protect uh, pre-existing conditions. And I'm so angered by the rhetoric of John Cornyn and his allies that they're going to protect pre-existing conditions because they're not. The, the, the PROTECT Act that he supports, um, he says it protects you against discrimination for pre-existing conditions. And while it may keep health insurance agencies from being able to deny you coverage for having one, they can deny you coverage of that pre-existing condition. And what that means is, 
for those people in the hospital recovering from COVID, that hospital stay would not be um, covered if they had an underlying condition, which most people do, of hypertension or diabetes or something like that. Most people recovering from serious, you know, impact of COVID. So it's just, I'm so tired of the smoke and mirrors and, and the snake oil salesmen and the kind of cynical way the American people are used to getting lied to by politicians. And I just want to try to bring some integrity and some servant leadership back. Um, we are suffering so badly, not just because of COVID, but the, you know, Texas during the entire time that John Cornyn's been in office, Texas has had the worst uninsured rate in the nation. So you would think that getting more access to insurance would be a priority for him, but it's not because his priority is protecting his private insurance donors. Yeah, I've definitely seen um, both parties at this point, you know, tout the healthcare message and the pre-existing conditions as something that they're fighting for. I, I appreciate you breaking down how you've seen that work and, and why that's important to you. Um, and I, I think the pandemic is just such a unique situation that we're in right now, right? This will be our first election, hopefully our last election during a pandemic. Um, you know, super unique, very interesting on how we can encourage people to still get out and vote and vote safely. I know we're working on that really hard at, at Wise Up Texas, just talking about getting out voting uh, despite all the personal challenges that people are experiencing this year. I, I want to ask you something specific to our platform and our listeners. Um, we do have, uh, our, our goal is to really engage South Asian Texans to get them to see their role as, as citizens, as voters, as folks that can pick up the phone and call their elected officials that can volunteer in campaigns. We've seen that maybe for the first time, um, South Asians are really part of the conversation this election cycle. I think that might be in part with Kamala Harris being the vice president candidate. Uh, but also I think maybe we've seen more data now to show that South Asians could have real influence in elections. What would be your message for our South Asian listeners that are tuning into the podcast? I grew up here in Texas. I'm so proud of the diversity of this state. And, and you know, Texas is home to such a vibrant Indian and South Asian American community. I'm, I'm just really part, I'm really proud that they're such a big part of our Texas-sized grassroots operation, you know. Um, <clears throat> especially important right now, I feel like during this time when we're seeing an increased spread of anti-immigrant, white nationalist ideology, um, in, you know, so many people in the community aren't immigrants, but, but for some reason, with all of the anti-immigrant rhetoric, anybody who looks different is just targeted, you know, and it's just critical to our future that we stand against this type of hateful rhetoric and, and call on elected leaders who amplify white nationalist rhetoric and racist dog whistles to, to take ownership of the impact that their words have and to make sure that they reverse course publicly. Um, you know, I recognize that running for this office, I'm asking to represent people who have been let down and left behind in, in all sorts of communities across the state. And I'm absolutely committed to making sure that all Texans always have a line to me and an ability, not because I'm doing voters a favor by giving them access to me, but voters are doing me a favor by helping me represent this state. Um, I, I put together my platform and my policy positions um, based on the 
you know, experiences that people share with me across the state. I, I don't see myself as someone who's going to go to DC to speak for everybody. I see myself, my job is to bring voices of Texans with me to DC. And I can't do that if they're not sharing those, those stories and those voices with me. So uh, I'm just looking forward to helping, you know, set a better example, bring some integrity and some servant leadership back to, back to elected office. That's, that's great. And, and I want to give you a chance to tell our listeners, you know, there's still a um, little less than a month left here. You know, if they kind of have been wondering, how can I get engaged? How can I learn more? What could they do to get involved in, in um, this election cycle before it's too late? Yeah, that's such a great question. Thank you so much. Um, all of, I mean, we have such momentum right now, and it's because we have an army of grassroots volunteers and donors. You can learn more at the website mjfortexas.com. Um, our average online donation is only $23, and we've raised over $20 million that way. Um, so donating, uh, volunteering, talking to your friends and neighbors and, and um, you know, telling them that we, we have a candidate in, in MJ Hagar, who is a Purple Heart combat veteran and a regular working mom who's trying to raise kids in the middle of a pandemic and doing virtual kindergarten and actually facing a lot of the challenges that, that we are all facing. Um, you know, we have an opportunity to vote out somebody who's living in a little bubble of privilege and doesn't understand our challenges and is fighting for his wealthy corporate special interest donors instead of regular people like us. Well, we've got maybe one more minute and I just want to ask you, is there anything else that I didn't mention that I didn't give you a chance to say that you'd like to tell us about your campaign, about, you know, election day coming up? Um, any last word for our listeners? Yeah, you know, it's the, our democracy is so much healthier, the more people take part in it. And, and, you know, when we see things like Governor Abbott trying to suppress our votes and um, this administration trying to scare us out of standing in line to vote because we've had so much voter suppression in Texas, we have to stand in line. I just want to encourage people to get out and vote early. Um, early vote starts October 13th. Um, if you're still undecided, there's a debate between John Cornyn and I on October 9th at 7 p.m. to tune in and have other people that might be undecided tune into that if you want to see a real stark difference in our vision for the state. Um, and, you know, I guess my last thing is make sure you vote, bring five people to vote with you, but, but don't listen to what I say or what John Cornyn says without actually looking at what we've done. Um, John Cornyn says pretty things. Uh, you know, I voted for John Cornyn in 2002 because he said we need to close the gun show loophole. We need a pathway to citizenship. We need, um, you know, uh, to have a strong national security and foreign policy and, and be fiscally responsible. And we can't overturn Roe v. Wade. And he has gone back on all of those things. He has had 18 years in office. A third of that time, he's had the Senate, the, the, the House and the White House, and still is saying he wants to accomplish those things he was saying in 2002. So just compare the pretty words um, with the actions. I feel like my background, my actions have shown that I'm willing to sacrifice my own self-interest and ambition for the good of my community, whether that's rolling into combat and saving someone from the battlefield or taking on the bureaucrats in DC and ruining my military career by fighting to open hundreds of thousands of jobs for women in the military. Um, you know, just do, do a little bit of research. I know everybody's got a full plate. Everyone's got a lot going on. Um, but definitely research up and down the ballot. Some great people running down ballot. The lower a, a candidate is on the ballot, the less you probably know about them. And the more that person probably impacts your day-to-day -day life. So 
go out there and vote for those uh, that amazing slate of women that we have and one man um, for the Texas Supreme Court. Um, find out who's running for your house district and to just go out and support those down ballot candidates. That is our interview for today. MJ, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your very busy campaign. The fact that you wanted to be on our podcast and speak to our followers and listeners means a lot. And thank you for your service. Please stay safe during this pandemic. Wise thank of you Texas. So much, you too. Yeah, thank you. Wise of Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews and candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise of Texas does not endorse any candidate or political party. You can find a recording of this podcast on those platforms where podcasts are available and select episodes will air in Radio Azad in DFW. Thanks for listening. Get educated, get wiser, start giving a hoop with Wise of Texas.